Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Father, we bless you for today. We receive understanding. Our eyes, our inner eyes are open to see especially as it relates to us, you will customize this revelation to each person in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Once again, we are thanking God for the second half of the year. Thanking God for the first half. My lesson over the years is when you are truly grateful for what he has done, he multiplies it. And in the first service, uh, when Pastor Bright was um, leading us in Thanksgiving, he said, as you praise God, you are moving from addition to multiplication. What Thanksgiving does is to create multiplication, not just addition. So we're not doing Thanksgiving just as a religious item or agenda in the church. If five loaves of bread and two fish can multiply to feed 5,000 men besides women and children, then we, 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 we believe that this second half will have great multiplications in our lives. So I want us to have the heart of gratitude. Scripture says, let everything that hath breath um, praise the Lord. I know things are not perfect, but you want to concentrate on the things that God has done, and as you are thanking him for that, uh, his hand of perfection will be revealed um, in us. I want to encourage everyone in church over three things this morning. The first one is goal setting. It's the beginning of the year, <laughs> or second half. No one scores goals without a goal post. Can you imagine a football match without a goal post? It's just energy. No winning in that sense. What goals are you trusting God to score the second half of this year? I mentioned last week before the midnight encounter, write minimum of 10. It's, uh, we call it faith goals. In fact, God said to Abraham, as far as your eyes can see is what you will possess. And the question is, how far can his eyes see? He said to the right, to the left. That means you have to use your faith mind, you know, to see ahead. And then you document those things and do your best to be specific. Miracles are going to happen uh, this second half. But they are, they, are, they are attacked to your desires. So you, you want to, you know, um, put those desires together into goals. Let it cover your relationship with God, your relationship with man, especially if you're married, the family. Let it cover your finance. Your, your business and career, your health. If you are over 40, I encourage you to schedule your um, medical test before the end of the year. Not because you are looking for sickness or disease. No, you want to be better off with your health. An unexamined life is not worth living. You want to examine yourself and know what to tweak to be better because this is the body that will fulfill the vision. Have goals, faith goals, and document it. Scripture says, write the vision, make it plain that it may run that reads it. Genesis 13 verse 14, God said to Abraham, uh, look up, look up as far as your eyes can see. Are we there? Genesis um, 13 verse 14. And the Lord said to Abraham, 
after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes now and look from the place where you are, where that June that is just gone, that first half, from the place and you know, and then look northward, southward, eastward, and westward, verse 15. For all the land which you see, I, I give it to you and your descendants. The question is, how many land will he see from where he was? That means he was talking about faith. How far you see is what you are going to possess in God. And then this is a, a work of the Spirit. You're you are thinking about the second half of the year. When I'm doing this kind of exercise, you are praying in tongues. Sometimes you're even in a fast. Not because, you know, you just want to get yourself in, in tune. So that what you are documenting is not just wishful thinking. They are things of destiny that shapes the, the future. Especially from the second half of the year. In Matthew 20, verse 29. We have a lot of lessons in this service to pick from Matthew 20, verse 29 to 34. I, I'm, I'm amazed that Jesus will be talking to a blind man visibly blind and then still be asking him what do you want me to do for you and that's how God teaches me goal setting that uh, yes it's your second half but what do you want me to do for you I know it's a second half or it's a new year but what uh, do you really want to be healed of blindness or is money you are looking for so people have to be specific let God know what you would have him do in your life now as they went out of Jericho, amen, are we good? Okay. Now, as they went out of Jericho, a great multitude followed him, right? Verse um, 30, and behold, how many of them? Two blind men sitting by the road, when they heard that Jesus was passing by, what did they do? They cried out, saying, have mercy on us. Oh Lord, son of David, I assume that they have mercy was enough. But what kind of mercy? Is it fruitfulness mercy? What kind of mercy? What kind of specific? I thought that should be enough. Have mercy. Oh Lord, have mercy. I'm blind. Okay, be healed. Next verse, 31. Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. <laughs> but they cried out all the more saying, Have mercy on us, oh Lord, son of David. Verse 32. So Jesus stood still and called them and said, What do you want me to do for you? What do you see God do in the second half of the year? And then verse 33, they were now specific. They said to him, Lord, that our eyes may be what? Opened. Verse 34. So Jesus had compassion and touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight. And they followed him. Be specific as much as you can. Are you starting school in October? Write it down. Is there something you have to pay for uh, end of August? Write it down. Put the amount there. Lord, I trust you for um, abundant supplies. Be specific. Write the vision. Make it plain so that you can run with it. Number two, never ever give up. Greatness is for the persistent. There are certain things you might have believed God for in the last six months or last six years or three years and it still looks hazy. But never give up. Never ever give up. As long as it's in God's word 
and you have your divine persuasions in your heart, never ever give up. <laughs> oh, never give up. Now, you have to learn to be flexible when it comes to fulfilling dreams or attaining things in God. You have to, be, you have to learn to be flexible. The Holy Ghost might bring some steps for you to take. I mean, like getting pregnant. There are individuals that do IVF. IVF is not a sin. If you have that persuasion, you can do that. Somebody else, I remember one of our pastors um, were trusting God. I think it was their second child that time, many years ago. And they were to do IVF. And they came to me and said, they, they were persuaded that the money for IVF, they should give it for something in church. And I prayed with them, and they gave it, and she got pregnant. That is their own persuasion. But somebody else, the Holy Ghost will ask you to go ahead with the IVF process, and it will work for you. Be flexible. The goal is the fruitfulness in that sense. Be flexible, and that can affect even your financial plans. You're getting a job. You're trusting God for a particular kind of job, and one shows up that doesn't measure up to the one you are looking at. Take it up on your way to the one you want. The challenge with some of us at times is we're not flexible when it comes to uh, the dealings of God. As long as it doesn't negate God's word and there's a persuasion in your spirit, give it a try. But never, ever give up. Now, the story we just read, <laughs> that uh, Matthew 20, I think verse 31, there is one area you must be careful so that nobody stops you from fulfilling your dreams the second half of this year. I realize that people can hijack your vision for the future. They can stop you from receiving from God. They can bully you. Knowingly or unknowingly. Look at this. <laughs> Maybe verse 30 first. Verse 30. Just so we can see. And behold, two blind men, blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, what did they do? They cried out, saying, who, who are they talking to? Have mercy on us, O Lord, son of David. Now, if people were compassionate, what should they do? They should also help them talk to the master, isn't it? Ah, hey, master, these people need to be healed. But see, see people, see people. Verse 31. Then the multitude, what? That they should be quiet. That warning is a very strong word. Uh, media guys, help me, any of the versions you can get, TPT, NIV, ERV, and then you see the various description of the word one. <laughs> any other version, NIV, ERV. But just imagine the scenario. Keep quiet. I used to think it was a gentle way of saying, ah, guys, you're making noise. They warned them. The people there, what? Can you imagine? And told them to be quiet. Next, anyone you find. The crowd reproved them and told them to, to, to move. There are, there are some voices that might be saying that to you. Aunties, uncles, or eggs, Or just friends. Trying to tell you, don't. Ah. You see, I realize that when people have tried a particular thing, and it didn't work for them, they assume that everybody should go through the same thing. So when they see somebody trying to break out or take a step like that, they say, uh, look at her. You can't just, just sit down there. I've been there since. Maybe you want to start a business or take a, a, a step of destiny. Can we get another version? NIV. Just, just roll. 
Can you imagine criticizing? Okay, what is the criticism? I'm blind. Jesus Christ heals the blind. So, be, <laughs> can you see this? NLT. Be quiet. The crowd yelled at them. But look at this. But they only did what? Your bite must bite more than their bite. I hope that's correct. You're, you must be biter than their bite. Abby. It's drama. Jesus, heal us. And then what is it? Keep quiet. What's wrong with you? And then another said, Jesus, don't mind them all. Heal me. And Jesus stood still. Nothing will stop your progress the second half of the year. Some instructions, some dreams, some, some steps God has given you to take that will define your future. The Holy Ghost will give you the strength to carry on in the name of Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's the voice in your head. Your heart is saying, take that step. Your maybe business, or I don't know, take that step. And then your head is giving you, your uncle tried that in 1934. It didn't work. Your sister tried that, you know. And then, and then it's trying to tell you to keep still. Don't do it. No. Go ahead. Let me, let me show you another example I saw in 1 Samuel 17, verse 26. I believe that history-making events will happen in our lives this second half of the year. Record-breaking steps, record-breaking accomplishments to the glory of Jesus will happen in our lives in Jesus', in Jesus name. But many of those will be new things. Record-breaking. And you need to be strong. You remember David? The father sent him to take some snacks to the brothers in, in the war front. And you can imagine how the war front is. All the soldiers were there and there was a giant called Goliath speaking against Israel 40 days. So when David got there, then David spoke to the man who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? He was making an inquiry like you're going to do the second half. Taking steps. Send the email. Call that person. Sit down. Talk to that person. And the people answered him in this manner saying, so and so shall be done for the man who kills him. I mean, fantastic. He, he, they said to David, your, your, your house will be free of tax. You will marry the king's daughter. Ah, a shepherd boy. If I kill this Philistine, I will marry the king's daughter. That's enthronement. Isn't that enthronement? You are a prince. Now, Egmont, Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, Eliab, Eliab, see the name, Eliab. His oldest brother heard when he spoke to the men and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart for you have come down to just waste time and see the battle. Many drop their dreams here. Many great dreams and destinies died here. It's the eldest brother. See those sharp words. You are proud. What can you do in this place? We are the real soldiers. We've been fighting since. I know your pride and, and the insolence of... You just carry the cooler. 
I'll just be going back home. And yet it was a day of destiny. But look at verse um, 29. David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? This is the breakthrough for many the second half of the year. That the doors are closed to people for the last 20 years does not mean the door is now not open. Take a step. Our church in Surulere, we are at that location in Surulere, 277 a year before we got the place, we went there. It was Pastor Yemisi that went and then they met the landlord. And he said, I'm sorry, I don't want to give it to a church. I'm sorry. There are many churches I've been asking that I don't want to give it to a church. We are looking for property all over. A year after, the Holy Ghost said to me, okay, it's time to look for a property again. And then he now said, they should go back to that place. I remember I was very reluctant. That the man said, does he want to give to it? Almost like, what would change? And then I said, well, obedience is better than sacrifice. <laughs> Amen. Obeying God. And then she went there. She spoke to the landlord. And he said, okay, okay. Another church came, but I think I like you guys. Just like that. Something changed. But you are not aware. Family meeting happened. And they made some new decisions. You're not aware. When Jesus Christ told Peter, cast your net into the water. He said, ah, but I've done this in all night. Do it again. We have a powerful relationship now for more than 12 years. The church is still there running great services. If you're in put your hands together for Jesus. Out there. They're there. They're clapping their hands now. I was reluctant. So David said to the brother, is there not a cause? I'm just making inquiries. And look at the next verse. Because many of us, we need that courage, this second half. That your uncle had never seen a million naira before. Does not mean you will not see 20 million this second half of the year. That nobody has, you know, built a house or traveled or prayed in tongues in your lineage before. It will start with you in the name of Jesus Christ. And David said, what have I done now? Is there not a cause? Verse 30. Then he turned from him. This is the, he, he didn't abuse him. Do you see that? He, he turned from him towards another and said, oh, Jare, what did you say will happen? And they answered him again, this and this will happen. Verse 31. Now when the words which David spoke was, were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. That was to be the king of Israel. That was enthronement. But it requires gusto. Is that a good word? Is that correct? I had the word recently. I've been hearing it before, but I want to use it today. <laughs> Is it correct? Baby, gusto. What's the meaning of gusto? Courage. What are similar words for courage? Daring. Yeah. Igoya. Ayah. We won't be here having this service without courage. When Pastor Dipo and I discussed about the project and the project team, we just believe God drugged us. Ordinarily, I can't do this. There are things that God needs to put your mind to sleep in court for you to make progress. The logic is too much. The calculation is too much. God wants to do big things beyond your mind. Allow him. Look at the shepherd boy coming to drop lunch for his brothers. And then he saw the giant. Ah. What is this man talking anyhow to people? They say you marry the king's daughter. <laughs> ah, 
tax-free. In those days, tax is not the way we have it in our country here. And he dared to take a step. Tell your neighbor, dare to take a step. And by end of the year, you will have a greater testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Your bite must be stronger than the enemy's bite. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Achieve greatness.